Hello, everyone, and welcome. Pastor Deborah here again. Yes, welcome to the Light of Love, a global network YouTube channel of agape love. Love is here. We're going to pick up in another part of this wonderful story that I went through to help you. You see, these videos were inspired by helping juveniles in detention from a faith-based perspective. Oh, the faith-based community is trying to help you. But I was inspired to make these videos, to speak to you about how some people are called to help you and others are still only helping you the way of religion, tradition, ancestors, denominations, or maybe the ways of the mental health counseling world. They're all good ways. You need help in every area of your life. But you, whether you're a child, an infant, a teen, a young teen, a young adult, or maybe a grown-up adult, we all need help. The kind of help that these videos are offering to you freely or for your forever person. That spirit part of you, many of you know about it because you know about the realm of the spirit. These videos were inspired to help you. Mm -hmm. It came from a desire of a state to help work with and coordinate with the faith-based community. To help the state accomplish its goals of helping you. Mm-hmm. But it's really strange because I'm to help you the Lord's way, not the way to accomplish the goals of any state or nation, only the wonderful heavenly father's goals and of his state and his nation, the kingdom of heaven. It's a total different perspective to be looking at. It's higher goals, higher purposes. But each state, each nation is trying to help you. And they are coordinating with, partnering with the faith-based community. And the faith-based community is trying to help you. And they're doing a lot of good, as well as the mental health counseling world. You need help from everybody, because you're a mess. So welcome to the spiritual Videos of the light of love, of agape love. Love is here. It's a deep spiritual way of helping you, the forever person. You know your three parts, don't you? You have a spirit and you are a spirit. You have a soul that's connected to your biological body. So you are three parts in one system. You are one system. Or one kingdom. That is one. Yeah. So I want to welcome you to these videos. In the light of love. A global network channel. Here on YouTube. Of agape love. Love is here. You can see other videos. In the other two areas. The other two network channels. Of agape love. Love is here. With me. Pastor Deborah. 
on the hidden kingdoms and for children for all ages. This particular network channel is going to dig into areas that maybe are not quite appropriate for children. It won't be too graphic. I'll have those in the Hidden Kingdoms channel. But this is, you're going to learn how it to size up and evaluate a person who's trying to help you from the way of faith, religion, maybe even the way of the spirit. Because there's a lot of people out there trying to help you with spiritual ways. Some of them are not of this God of the kingdom of heaven. Or the God of the cross. They might be known as energies. Forces. They might be known as ancestors. Mm -hmm. And and by many different names. So I want to welcome you. I want you to continue to listen. And learn. Of Pastor Deborah's journey. Of how I came to know about you. Learn about you. Love you so much. How to find you. Where were you? And the test and the trials I went through. So I could bring the light of love to you. So I could be a partner with the Heavenly Father. So I could be a partner with the cross. And help you the Lord's way. So welcome. If you remember, I travel the galaxies spiritually. I'm in on every planet. I'm in every solar system. I don't just stay on the earth spiritually. And right now we are in the Garden of Eden. It is all over. It's in the realm of the spirit. And it can be wherever God wants it to be. So welcome. This is going to be video number nine of the Light of Love. This new and global network channel of Agape Love. Love is here. We have been working through a story that I wrote years ago. You see, I first went through the experiences. Then God had me write them down, put scriptures with them, read them, study them. So I would understand how he was helping me to know about you, to love you as he does. And to partner with him spiritually to accomplish his heart's desires for you. And this story was entitled So Many Hands. Just So Many Hands. This is going to be part number six. But first, let's pick up with a blessing and a thank you to Zoom Pro, who I'm recording through and on, and to Pixabay for this wonderful motion video. Now, if I look strange or things happen around my hair, or if I point and my hand disappears, it's because there's no green screen behind me. I have a very small space to record in. And I am trying to keep my life very decluttered. In fact, I am decluttering the house. I am donating to a wonderful program called Teen Challenge. They help Women and men get off drugs and alcohol. Wonderful program. So I donate a lot of things to them. And I'm working to simplify my life so I can record easy. 
I don't have to do much but set the laptop in a different spot, set up the microphone and the camera, and sit down. And I even have to pick days when the neighborhood's quiet, when husband is quiet or gone, to record for about an hour, maybe an hour and a half. Then I have to do lots of editing. So welcome here to the Light of Love, this network channel video of Agape Love. Love is here. This is number nine. Let's open with prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for all the wonderful, wonderful beings that you have brought from every galaxy, star system, planet, from wherever they are here to your garden of Eden, your place of pleasure and delight, where you smile on us, you teach us, you let your glory flow through us, you let us see what was in the beginning and what will be in the end. You began everything and you're going to end everything. You're going to get what you want, Father. You're going to have a kingdom on other planets with your children as kings. And you're going to be watching over us and guiding us from your high heaven, your high throne, the kingdom of heaven. Father, thank you for all you brought. Be with us now as your Holy Spirit, our governor and teacher of the kingdom of heaven, teaches us, anoints the words, the stories to help us, where we all need it so much. And those that are so helpless and in detention, and maybe they're in jails, or they're in abusive situations, or in gangs, or they're in brothels, or they're being beaten. Whatever their situation is in the natural, Father, reach them in the realm of the spirit, the realm where their forever person is. Even if they're in a trance, they're asleep, they're hiding deep in the flesh, deep in caves and dungeons of the soul. Reach them, Father, in ways that only you can do. Speak to them. Give them hope and encouragement that you, not anybody else, not any other system or way, is the true help for their forever person. And Father, be with them as they travel through their life, however short it is or long, whatever trials, tribulations, attacks and abuse they face, be with their spirit. Even when they go into trances, when they're forced out of their body, when they travel to be free, when they disassociate into others, be with all of them, Lord, as only you can. Give them hope that you are the way, you're the light, your love is what they're looking for spiritually for the forever person. Help us, Father, to understand your words of the Bible. Understand the role that your son played to us. Why he had to go to a cross. And who you are. And your great love of Isaiah 61 and 62 for us. Father, be with us in this teaching. Here in the light of love. A global network channel video of agape love. Love is here. Father, help us to see through your eyes. With your ears and your heart, us, 
so that we can find you and be your children again. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. Okay, let's get started. We were working through my story of so many hands, just so many hands. Remember, I had been given an open vision as in my early days of going from being a mental health counselor to a pastor, from a therapist to a shepherd, to being a spiritual mother to you, the forever person. And remember the vision, flames and fire, hands and silent voices crying out to me. And then the question came, how much was your life, your salvation worth to me? Would I sacrifice my son and myself to save you, who I didn't even know yet, hadn't even met, didn't really know you even existed? But I was asked that question. And what did I answer? Yes. And remember the story of Isaac and Abraham. That I too had to go through the Abraham and Isaac mountaintop experience. Where Abraham was asked to sacrifice his only biological son from his wife, Sarah. The child of his old age. The promised seed that was to come. Would he sacrifice that for God's love and obedience? And he went to the mountain that he was shown, raised the knife and was bringing it down to kill and slay his only son. Somehow deep inside of Isaac, he must, inside of Abraham, he must have known God himself would provide something, a lamb. For the sacrifice. But did he really know that? Was his faith strong enough? But he went through the act. We learn later from this Christ Jesus. Even though you do a biological deed. Your physical body says something. Does something. He says. According to me. And my kingdom. And my way of thinking. Even if you never do it, we'll say, tell a lie. Steal money. Get in adultery. Rape somebody. If you've even had the idea, the thought, you imagined it inside of your soul. He says you have already done it. That's how important our thoughts are, our concepts, our ideas. And our feelings are. He says you don't have to do the act. Physically. But if you believe and you play it out. And you do it in your spirit. And your soul. You have already done it. Now that's deep. So here I am. Being asked a question. Would I allow myself and my son. To be crucified. Die for you. Just to save one of you. And I was bringing down the knife like Abraham was on his own son Isaac. In my thoughts, in my heart, I killed my only son. My only biological son I could ever have. My firstborn. I never did it physically. But I did it in here. And I put myself 
on a cross. I went inside of Christ Jesus. I died. Jan, who I was at the time, that's my middle name, died. And Pastor Deborah arose, but I didn't really know it at the time. You'll read more about that, and you'll hear about it in the story called It's Time. So I had that experience. I believed I gave up my son and myself for you. Most pastors in the faith community, they won't do that. They're torn between serving you, their church members, their denomination, their families, making money, getting members, uh, where they are in the, the pecking order of their denomination. But how many people join the church or get baptized? But they won't give any of that up for you. Mm-hmm. I did. I even gave up my own life. I died. Mm-hmm. Not physically, but in here. So then, remember that story from the last one, number eight? So let's pick up, okay, right there. And Abraham was told by an angel. Let's look at Genesis 22, 1 through 18. That's where we were working in about Abraham and Isaac's story from the Old Testament of the Bible. We had just learned that Abraham had gone up to the mountain that would be shown to him. He tied up his son, laid him on some wood to burn him after he killed him. And the knife was coming down. And an angel of the Lord stopped him. I said, okay, I believe you now. You love me and you will obey me. And he said, look over there. And there was a ram. And he took the ram and slayed it and put it on the wood as a sacrifice. It was a major test time. Each person who tries to help you, God's going to test. Maybe not with this test. But maybe he's going to ask, is your family more important to you? Then what he wants. Who did you love more? Would you obey God? Many people are asked this. And they choose wrongly. So here we learn that God did a blessing after Abraham. Accomplished this. And the angel of the Lord called unto Abraham again out of heaven. For the second time. And he said. By myself have I sworn. Says the Lord. This is verse 16. For because you have done this thing. You have freely offered. Your only son unto me. To prove your love. Through obedience. To my words. And have not withheld your son. Your only son. Verse 17. That in blessing. I will bless you. And in multiplying, I will multiply your seed. That is both physical and spiritual. As the stars of the heaven that had already been promised to him in a vision long ago. And as the sand which is upon the seashore. 
and your seed shall possess the gate, the place of authority, judgment, dominion of his spiritual enemies. Believe it or not, this was a test God took himself. Would he allow his only son that was to come, Christ Jesus, to go to a cross? God was testing himself, testing us, humanity. Verse 18. And in your seed shall all the nations of the earth, that means people, and the earth just means dirt. So if your planet's dirt or gases, whatever, that's right. You got people on it. If God chose that way. Because you have obeyed my voice and my command. So I knew that about Abraham. So when I chose to sacrifice myself emotionally, mentally, spiritually, and my son to this Lord, as Abraham did Isaac, I got the same blessing that my spiritual seed, my words, I would have children all over the place. And the earth would be blessed, and you would be blessed. So let's pick up now in number nine. Yes, Lord, I love the salvation of just one Satanist, one juvenile, one human trafficker, one child pornographer, one corrupt politician, one who doesn't believe in you, one who's the most evil, wicked person you could imagine. One witch, one LGBTQ, one who doesn't know you yet, one baby in the womb. More than I love the earthly life of my only biological son. Yes, Lord, I love you more than my own life and my only son's. Yes, Lord, I freely choose to sacrifice myself on a cross and my son to save just one Satanist, one witch, one person in the occult, one person of the Illuminati Brotherhood, one person of the New World Order, one person that doesn't even know you to save just one. Yes, Lord, your purposes are more important to me than my own. Yes, Lord, it means more to me that you have spiritual children than for me to live and to have my own biological child to live. Yes, Lord, I love you that much. Then I had to go and tell my son that I had chosen the salvation of just one Satanist, one unbeliever, one witch over his earthly life. I had to tell my only son, my firstborn son, that I would let him be skinned alive in front of me in a satanic meeting in order that just one of those Satanists, witches, occult people there at the meeting 
would be saved by agape love of God through his son, Christ Jesus, and would be spiritually born again. And that I would also allow myself to be crucified on a cross in front of him, my son, in a satanic meeting to save just one of you, one of them, was so hard to do. But I did it. I knew my son of only about 12 years of age was saved, spiritually born again by the Holy Spirit of God himself through believing in his only begotten son, Christ Jesus, and was fully baptized in the Holy Spirit and would go and be with the Lord in the kingdom of heaven upon his earthly death. But to tell your only son, born of your own biological body, your only son you could ever have, of 12 years of age, that you, his mother, loved the Most High God more than him. And that I cared more about the spiritual salvation of you, just one of you, and Satanism, witchcraft that didn't know you, was more important to me than him. And his life was so hard to do, but I did it. And what did my son say to me? It's okay, Mom. I don't think he grasped what had happened inside of me. Even to this day, I don't have the normal feelings towards him that most mothers would. My feelings and all my intents are for you. This you is what I care about, the forever person. Finding the author and the finisher of the cross. The love that was behind it. And finding your way home to the kingdom of heaven and your family. Tears flow even now at the great agape love of God the Most High for all of us. I had chosen as Abraham to obey the voice of God the Heavenly Father. And to give my own son and my life by my own free will to God and for God to have everything, including our earthly lives, to save you. Just one of you who I did not know. I had freely chosen to obey God's voice and to be emotionally unattached to everyone and everything in this earthly world, including my own life, in order to obey God's voice, to help people the Lord's way. I freely chose his purposes of salvation for the lost spiritual being, the forever person, over my own life 
and my son's earthly life. I freely sacrificed myself, my desires, my family, my loves. So his agape love could reach you in the great spiritual darkness, the ignorance of the kingdom of darkness, and living in the fear of death. I freely chose his will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. You see, I had to be tested by God the Most High, just as Abraham was with his only son, Isaac, on a mountaintop. I had to be tested. Every faith-based person that's trying to help you will have been tested. And you will know, because you're smart, your forever person will be able to look at their forever person and see if they are lights of love or if they're still in their soul and you know their words are empty and powerless. You will know. Because you know the power of Satan, whether you know it or not. You know the power of his forces of death and torment, slavery and captivity. That's right. And you will look at a faith-based person trying to help you. And you'll know real quick if they got the goods or not. The spiritual request to me was the same as it was for Abraham in the natural long ago. The test to obey was as spiritually, emotionally, mentally the same and as real as Abraham's was many thousands of years ago with his son Isaac on a mountaintop. I had to be spiritually tested and tried in my obedience and love of God the Most High and his commands and purposes of his heart. Each faith-based person will get tested somewhere along the line. They should have a story to tell you about their test, what they gave up, what they were willing to choose. Many are still in deciding. Some want what they want. They're torn between the love of a family, you, the church denomination, the finances, the privilege, the identity. And they never make the choice. You'll know. Because when you look at their spirit, you'll see something. And you'll know whether they have passed or failed. The spiritual experience of deciding to bring the knife down on my only son to slay him was the same as Abraham's. I had to be willing to go all the way in my spirit, my heart, my mind, my thoughts, my imagination, my soul, before I could be spiritually anointed and blessed. And then sent into the deepest spiritual territories of Satan's 
kingdom of darkness to find you, to help you, to spiritually reach your hands, the least of Christ Jesus' brethren, the lost spiritual children of the night, the children of the dark fire, who had been spiritually crying silently in your spiritual hearts, even while you were in deep sleeps and trances for generations after generations. Everything important to me had to die in me. Be sacrificed by my own free will, by my own choice in me. Everything I was spiritually, emotionally, mentally, physically attached to, bonded to, had a soul tied to, loved, desired, had to be freely sacrificed and spiritually sacrificed in my own spiritual heart, my own forever person. Nothing spiritually, emotionally, mentally, and physically could remain more important to me than obedience to the love of God the Most High and his purposes for you. I had to love his laws, his heart, his desires, his goals for you. His agape love had to be the most important thing in my life. Nobody else. He had to be my only love. And I had to be attached only to him. And be filled with his agape love that was seen on a cross. Everything in me, Pastor Deborah, every area of me, my spirit, my soul, and my physical body had to love you more than me. I had to love my neighbor more than myself. I had to love the Most High God, the Heavenly Father, more than myself and my life. More than anything or anyone. Everything in me had to love. Had to love as he loved. I had to be filled and overflowing with his hearts of love for you and for him. Everything in me had to love as he did. Love had to be my life it had to be filling me my thoughts the food I ate and nourished by I had to love you the least of Christ Jesus' brethren as he loved you I had to see you as he saw you I had to learn see what he saw 
and what he wanted for you to do with you. I had to see his love as the only way. You were his lost spiritual children. You were the children of the night. Stolen from him. Kidnapped. Traffic. Sold into slavery. You who did not even know him yet. But he loved you beyond your knowledge and understanding. And he was looking for a partner here on earth. And now in the other galaxies. Star systems and planets. So he works in partnership with his family. He goes with us and in us. He guides us and leads us to help you. So I had to give up everything for you. Everything, every area of my life had to love you as he loved you. And why was this important? It was so that later on, when Satan came looking, testing, attacking, that there would be nothing spiritually in me, emotionally or mentally, that he could have or use against me. There would be no one. No one would hinder me, could stop me. He could torture my son, my granddaughter. And yet I had to stay positive. Whatever happens in the world and nations and politics, death and famines in the world. Oh, it'll break your heart if you are in that realm, the soul. I had to look beyond that. I had to see the spirit. There could be nothing and no one in my life who would hinder me, stop me from doing God's perfect will for you, for the kingdom of heaven, for the purposes of the heavenly father on earth or wherever he sent me as it was done in heaven. Why was this so? It was to bring his great agape love And his glory to the least of you. Christ Jesus' spiritual brethren. The forever person. Wherever you were at. No matter what age you were. You were the spiritual children of the night. And you needed his love. You needed hope. Even in your detention centers. Prisons. And the gangs. When you're being beaten and abused, forgotten and rejected. Maybe you're a prostitute out on the streets. Maybe you're a crooked politician. Mm -hmm. Serving the new world order, so to speak. Everything in me had to love him and you. So he could bring his great and powerful agape love. And his glory to you, through me, my words, my spirit, my deeds, my prayers. You, the children of the night, the children of the dark fire, the spiritual children trapped in the kingdom of darkness. 
Everything in me had to be crucified, given up and sacrificed freely and by my own free choice. So there would be nothing in me, bonded to me, for Satan to use against me, to threaten me with, to kill in my life, to steal from me, to destroy in my life. I had to be so filled with agape love. There was room for nothing else. My spiritual heart and mind of my forever person and my soul had to be tried and tested. And I passed the test. Most faith-based pastors, volunteers, helpers, they have good intentions. And they're trying the best they know how. I hope they get a lot of teaching and education about many topics. And they've been tested. But they probably didn't pass. Agape love had to flow freely. It had to flow between me and God. And from me to you. It wasn't my love. There was no amount of my love in my soul or forever person that could help you. I had to have his agape love. It's my life force, so to speak. My energy. My forces. My light. Only his agape love could help you. It was only his agape love that could reach you. It had to flow through me freely, unhindered, through my soul, through my words, through my prayers. It had to flow freely, unhindered, through my desires, my emotions. I had to learn how to keep my emotions under control. How to pray when confusion comes or there's turmoil inside of me. And when I feel depressed, I have to go to the Lord. My spirit had to ascend. Feed on, be nourished by, be filled with his agape love for you. Even to this day, the spirit salvation of you, the forever person, just one of you, out of Satanism, witchcraft, other religions, unbelief, just one of you. That serves another God. The least of Christ Jesus' brethren. Who are trapped. Spiritually. In the prison of Satanism. Other religions. Ancestors. Forces. Trapped in the darkness. Locked in cages. Tormented. Living in dreams. With multiple personalities. You. Trapped in the occult. The sex industry. Witchcraft. Heavy metal music. Politicians. World leaders. Cults. And the new world order. Climate change. Pornography. Doctors. Policemen. Teachers. Vampirism. You. That are trying to steal the minds of others. Maybe through teaching, education, abuse. You who are 
parents and abuse your children. You who abuse the system, robbers and thieves. You who are having gender identity problems. You who love others, no matter what the sex they are. You who are not faithful to your promises, lie to us. You who serve Satan. You who know it. You who are world leaders. You who are the babies in the womb. You that are not in the family of God yet. The least of Christ Jesus's brethren. Your salvation. Your freedom. Your deliverance from captivity spiritually. The ignorance is more important to me than anyone or anything else. Nothing means more to me, Pastor Deborah, than to please the Most High God and to do His heart's will for Him to reach you by obeying Him, thus showing my love for Him above all. Everything, everyone had to die Accept him and you. And to freely love you, little one, as Christ Jesus did, to be willing, if necessary, to give my earthly life for you. Yes, I've been attacked, shot at, poisoned, attacked with scissors to kill me in my own home, stolen from, attacked by family members. Kicked out of churches. Not allowed to pray. Lost jobs. Over you. I was tested. Time and time again. And I knew it was test. Because I had studied Abraham. Joshua. Even Joshua the Old Testament. Was tested. Little children were stolen and taken into Jericho. He was told to take it. His generals gave him all their advice about warfare. But that didn't sit well with him. He went off by himself. You'll see that in a great movie called Joshua at Jericho. And he prayed. He got down on his knees and he prayed to the Lord what he was to do. And the captain of the host of heaven, Christ Jesus himself, showed up and talked with him. I had to learn how to do that. I had to learn how to love those that were choosing to go against me, were jealous of me for you, even pastors. And what happened when I made this choice? And I did as Abraham did with my own son. And I chose to love him. His love for you was my life. And I was coming to help you. And what happened next? I was brought spiritually to the heavenly throne of the kingdom of heaven. I was in prayer. And my spirit was taken. And God the Most High and Christ Jesus themselves 
were there. And Christ Jesus got off his throne on the right hand of the Father and stepped forward to me as I'm on my knees and laid his spiritual hands on me and anointed me and blessed me to spiritually fulfill the spiritual purposes of the Most High God, the King of the Kingdom of Heaven on earth. You see, we are prophesied when we are being created and brought into the dirt in the womb. We're to do this, but you have to earn your way there. You have to be tested and tried. Be faithful, so to be what they now call a working royal. Can't have your feet halfway in and halfway out. Can't want the goodies without the work and the test. I was to be spiritually filled with his anointing to fulfill the purposes of God. There is a second part to this story that occurred years later called a transition of identity. And it's time. That story further helps to spiritually understand this spiritual intimacy with the Heavenly Father. So his will is done on earth or any planet, in any star system or galaxy, as it is done in heaven. You have to learn what is his will. Do you even believe in this heaven? How is his will done in heaven? So I was anointed and blessed. And then I began spiritually going in his authority, in his dominion, and his power of his Holy Spirit into the kingdom of darkness to get you, to reach you, to reach your hands, to bring the light of love to you. The spiritual children of the kingdom of darkness. These trips and battles were not easy. And I had to be as a soldier behind enemy lines, stealth, and highly trained to rescue you, trapped spiritual children, out of the hands of Satan. I had to become a powerful spiritual soldier and still am today. I watch a lot of World War II movies behind the enemy lines, Spy movies, conspiracy movies. I study the enemy. I study. I pray for strength. I have to have knowledge, courage to go and rescue you. I still spiritually operate in a stealth manner. I'm very quiet when I'm at home, out. I can do it in Walmart, in the car. Anywhere I go, because it's my spirit doing the work. I say people in Walmart, never talk to them. Walmart's a wonderful meeting place. Mm -hmm. I have to go behind the enemy's lines to where you are. You can't get to us in your condition. I have to enter into the kingdom of darkness. I have to find you and help you. 
I have become a highly trained spiritual warrior, a king in battle. I've learned spiritual warfare tactics by God himself. How to use his words against the spiritual enemy. I studied the Bible and its spiritual tactics, the wars it had, how God responded, how the enemy responded. I studied God's victories against Satan. I studied his words, how to profess it, decree it, proclaim it, and how to wield his authority, power against Satan. Now, I began to know how to help you, the children of the night, the children of the darkness, you in a spiritual dark kingdom of ignorance and confusion and fear, torture, broken minds, spiritually alive, moving in and out of your earthly bodies, living in worlds that most of us know nothing about, seeing things that most of us never see. I now could find you. I believed you were there. I could hear your silent cries. I could see you. I could sense you through the gift of discerning of spirits. I could see in the darkness now. I knew how to wield my prayers as weapons of warfare. I knew how to help you now. Now I had courage and strength. And God could begin sending me into the kingdom of darkness to reach you, little one. I had come into a place of intimacy, a partnership, a oneness with this heavenly father. As his son was Christ Jesus, when he walked on earth, I had to study his life to see this relationship I was to have. I had to study Christ's mind, his thoughts. And develop that within me. I had come into a spiritual partnership. An intimacy. A oneness. With God himself. Christ Jesus. The Holy Spirit. All inside. A place of spiritual closeness. There was nothing more important in my life. No one. Nothing. But them. And their love for you. And my love for you grew and grew and grew. I don't think I'm quite to his level yet. But it's way beyond an earthly love, a soulish love. A love of helping you the way of the world, mental health counseling. Or just faith-based religion ways. I now have a spiritual closeness with God, the Most High. With Christ Jesus, with the Holy Spirit. I even got 12 angels now, really 13, for my own personal secret security protection. Yeah. The biggest one, the most powerful, the head is Samuel. He's my second Samuel. My first Samuel became a demon. He manifested as a human to help some people, had sex with a girl, became a demon, and he's gone. I also have legions now with the head general. His name is Light. He does battle for me up in the heavens in the weather. Mm-hmm. Puts heads of protection around the property. 
It's it's just amazing what God will do to help me, to help you. Because the battles to get you free are real. They are powerful. You're not my enemy. You may act like it and you try to kill me, which you have in my own home. Mm -hmm. But you're not my enemy. You do it on assignment out of ignorance. My real enemy is Satan and his kingdom of demons and devils. Mm -hmm. They are the adversary of God. And anybody that serves God and loves God of the most high of the kingdom of heaven, he is my enemy. That's who I'm in battle against. Not you. Now I could help you. I knew where you were. I knew your conditions. And I could help you in ways I never knew about. They weren't the ways of mental health counseling or regular religion. Or just giving you clothes or mentoring. Or being just a help person or food. or This was for your spirit. And I never knew about this. And then I had to believe in it. But now I knew. I too had been set free of ignorance and darkness. The ways of the world. The ways of religion. And it become a true spiritual warrior. King. Person that could be trusted. Passed my test to help you. The lost ones. Lost in caves. Lost in the darkness. Lost. You see, I just watched a great movie. A documentary about the boys who were lost in a cave in Thailand. And floods came. And it took special cave divers from England. To go in and rescue them. They were trapped. They could not get out by themselves. They had to sedate them. And sort of float them out. They got them all out. The regular. We'll call them Thailand's Navy SEALs. Were not trained. In this kind of cave rescue. These men from England. These special men. They were determined. They were trained, educated. They had done cave rescues all over. Mm-hmm. You go watch it. Mm-hmm. It just came out. That's right. Had some excellent actors in it. And you see the dedication, the training that had to occur for years. The trust in each other. When they had to float little children out that the Navy SEALs, nobody knew that they were sedating the little boys. It was scary and frightening. But their training, their education, their hope, they had God on their side. They had their training, their education. You go watch it. It just came out. I think it's called the 13. True story. 
That's right. Then I just saw a little thing on, um, I don't think it was television, on the news, about how a missing dog had gone for months, and some cave person found him. He had fallen down into a deep cave, and he couldn't get out. He had been in there for a couple of months. And these cave people, and one of them was one of these cavers who helped get the 13 out, I think, came to rescue the little dog, trapped deep down in a cave, and how they carried him out. You go watch stories like that. I had to add the heart, the mind, the courage, the strength of these cave divers. I had to have the heart and the mind and knowledge of special operations people, spies in enemy territory. I had to go where most people would not go, didn't even believe in. I used to be told I was too heavenly minded to be any earthly good. I had to see things all from a spiritual standpoint. I'll tell you a story out what that looks like. I was volunteering with a small black church here in town on Saturdays. They would set up a little tent and give out free food and pray with the little neighborhood kids that would come from the uh, housing unit, the affordable homes uh, that the minority people were living in. And this one little girl, she was so precious. We gave her a little cup of grapes. Well, the pastor, who's a big, tall guy, he was a black man. He was very intelligent, very good looking, came over and he just reached into the little girl's cup of grapes and took one, did not ask her. And the look on that little girl's face was horrid and shock. She had just been raped, taken advantage of, abused by this authority figure, this pastor. He just laughed and said, just going to have to learn to live with it, something like that. I don't think those are the exact words. But I saw the spiritual, what was happening. A spiritual figure, authority figure, was stealing from a child, abusing it, taking from it its freedom. And I saw the look in that little girl's eyes. She must have been eight or nine. She felt violated and raped by this authority, Pastor, this authority. So I hugged her and prayed for her. And it happens just like that. We who are in authority positions, whether it's the Boy Scouts, Catholic priests, in boarding schools, politicians, judges, policemen, our actions and our words can be spiritually abusive dismissive and we don't even care we think it's funny we laugh at it but I was so sensitive to you the little spirit person very sensitive to emotional abuse trauma in your childhood trauma in the womb trauma I studied abuse. I volunteered in every volunteer organization I could. I took classes of child abuse. I trained with the police in crisis stabilization. I volunteered 
wherever I could, to learn, to grow, be educated, to see how the world was helping people. I became sexual assault advocates, state victims advocates, child advocates, eyes and ears for the judges of children. I became highly educated, trained, all through volunteering. Volunteered as a hospice, volunteer for two years, sat with people dying, comforting them. All of that was training. That was after I got anointed. I had to learn. I had to be educated. I had to understand. Read books, true stories, horrible stories of abuse. Read stories about therapy and counseling. Read stories, watched movies. Go watch the Three Faces of Eve. Go watch the movies about demonic possession. Study the Catholic Church and their beliefs of exorcism. I studied. I learned. I read books about occult healing. Psychics. Tarot card readers. Chakras. I studied ancient religions. Other religions. Ancestors. I studied. I read. That was after I got anointed. And then when I didn't understand it, I prayed for help. Because of the love of the Heavenly Father for you. So that ends this story called So Many Hands. Just so many hands. You can begin to see that through the light of love, Your forever person needs help. But it needs another forever person who's trained, anointed, blessed, has passed their test to reach you. Because it's a battle. There's enemies in that world. You know it. I know it. God knows it. And your average faith-based community does not know it, doesn't want to believe it's not trained. They can get there if they will, if they want to. But this was my story. So you would understand there are some of us out here. We know you're there. And we've been trained, anointed, and blessed and have given up everything to help you come home to your Father, to the kingdom of heaven, through the cross, through the sacrifice of Christ Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. So you be encouraged. You look with your forever person and find those people that can help you in that realm. And if you're not sure about them, you do the test of 1 John 4, 1. You test them. You ask them, What master and Lord do you serve? The answer must be, I serve the Lord Christ Jesus of Nazareth, who was the son of the living God of the kingdom of heaven, who walked on the earth for 33 years, went to a cross. His body was in the tomb for three days while his spirit was in hell. And on the third day, he rose up from the grave, resurrected, and now sits on the right hand. Of the Father. If they cannot answer that question with that answer, they're not from Him who I serve, 
the king of the kingdom of heaven. They're from somewhere else. Don't listen to them. Because they'll come to you in disguise, masquerades. They'll come to lie, cheat, and steal to your spirit, bewitch you, deceive you, put a spell of confusion on you. So you be wise, even in your thoughts and dreams. You test every voice you hear, every vision you see. You can do it even in your sleep with your thoughts. Satan knows you're calling out for help. He knows that. And he'll send his help in to try to trick you. So you be wise, but help is on the way. Quiet your mind. Help is coming. The light of love is now here. If you want that light of love in your life and you want freedom, just think it. Don't have to say it. Don't have to do it. He'll hear your thoughts and it's done. You're born again. You've now a child of God. You have the Holy Spirit in you. He'll give you a Hebrews 4.12. He'll separate your spirit from your soul. So you can be spiritually taught and nursed. Mm -hmm. You will come out of it, the dark pit of the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh and the pride of life. You'll begin healing your multiple personalities. You'll begin giving you hope. Your physical life may never change. You may die very early. May never make it out of the womb or infancy or childhood. Decisions by other people in your nation will cause your death. They will be held accountable, but they are ignorant also to him and his agape love. But you pray for them, just like I pray for you, that they will find what you find. They will find the hope and the love. And when their earthly body gives way to death, they will come into the kingdom of heaven and meet their father and Christ Jesus and all of us. No, I'm not there yet. I'm still here on earth, still fighting for you, still coming into the darkness. Got many, 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 many years to go yet before I go. But I'll see you later. Isaiah 61 and 62 will be fulfilled in your life. Mm-hmm. Be encouraged. The light of love has come through this story, this video, through Pastor Deborah. You're not alone anymore. You have been found. Love always and forever. Pastor Deborah. Bye.